people welcome to the big chief chat show i am joined tonight we started at probably nine o'clock it is now quarter to eleven would you like to introduce yourself (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm michael dart aka the favorite coach on instagram it's my only platform because i hate every other platform which is fair enough which is fair enough well, I thought we would uh, we would hear we chat and get you on, and you can see you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do with yourself, uh, and where you plan on going with yourself. That's a that's a question. What do you plan on doing with everything that's going on? No big, no big questions there, Chief. Thanks. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first off, I um will be a fitness enthusiast and professional um, of these, well, training and exercising since I was 12, uh, but I'm professionally certified eight years now. Um, I'm also a professional life coach and Poorly studying NLP, which is neuro linguistics uh, programming, so they were uh, neuroscience and habits and what why people do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, a, just, you just try to figure out like why people how do I do this? Like for argument's sake, if somebody's kind of sad, they'll resort to maybe eating rubbish. Is that the kind of stuff you you would be doing? Well. When I when I started off doing personal training and stuff like that, I actually realised that uh, people do things out of emotions. So I always found that when I was one on one with a client, they would eventually open up, and it'd be a reason behind coming to the gym or wanting to lose weight or uh, wanting to get in shape, and it was always an emotion that drove the action of actually doing the uh, fitness thing are coming to me and when I started to study and delve a bit more into it I realised that every single thing we do within our lives from the minute that we wake up is controlled by an emotion so uh, you wake up and you have a feeling of let's say tiredness so you go and you reach for a coffee you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's, it's everything is controlled by an by, uh, emotions so it doesn't matter what you do if you pick your nose if you put your nails if you uh, scream at your partner it's all to do with having a, an emotion forced and then the action follows yeah yeah i mean first thing in the morning i feel like i need a coffee to wake me up because i'm usually a biscuit arsed and stuff like heats heats everywhere but no it's a i think it becomes a habit and you you kind of put it part and parcel, like I need a coffee to uh, function for the day. And then there's days where you, for argument's sake, you didn't have that coffee in the morning. I mean, you didn't have that coffee in the morning. You feel that you've something's wrong and you start telling yourself something's wrong. And 
it's like you're totally out of character for a day. And that's 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 experience for me. Like I I drink cold coffee. Um bit different like but in the morning I go and get a cold coffee and take it to my work. And when I'm at work I drink my coffee. And there's days when I go in and I forget to get a coffee or maybe they've not got any left in the shop or I forget my wallet. And they days I find harder because it's like out of your routine. That makes sense. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's one of the big things with uh, neuro linguistics. The whole NLP thing is uh, the fact that as human beings we get comfortable with every single thing that we do. So mm-hmm. um, it's like we know that cigarettes is bad for us, but we can't find to break the habit. Or if let's say we know that uh, taking drugs every weekend is bad for our health, but it becomes a thing where we constantly do it because either we feel like we're missing out on something if we don't. And it's just down to uh, your brain's patterns of creating that habit and the feeling of, let's say, anxiousness or depression creeps in when we don't do that thing. Yeah. And that that's really down to every single thing we do in our lives. So, uh as you said, you wake up and now you have a cold coffee, but that's only because your brain is telling you to have that cold coffee. And if you don't have it, you feel like you're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And that's where I blend the fitness thing with NLP because I'm trying to create a healthy habit for somebody in order to either get in shape or become healthy or feel good or be happy. Um, because if you create good habits, uh, then obviously they're going to be beneficial for your life or whoever's around you. And if you have negative bad habits, uh, it's very hard to break from them things, but we know mm-hmm. that they're bad for us. And so it's about creating different habits, you know? What, uh, what made you get involved in this? Like, uh, I obviously know your, your trade. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise to me earlier on. Um, what made you decide to put yourself in a position where you you're reading people into that kind of depth. Uh, what, like, what, what? I don't get it, but I suppose. But what made, what made you get involved in this kind of stuff? Yeah, well, like, so um, we trade. Obviously, we we are talking about it before. So we, I'm a butcher, so uh, that's my trade, and that was kind of a thing where uh, I'm sure it happens in Scotland and all over the world, but over in Ireland, it was a real thing where. Uh, don't go to college, get a trade, it's much more safe. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of, uh, it's that mentality, it's it's bred in, it was bred into people, especially kind of in the, in the 80s and stuff like that. And I think when I came out of school, it was real, get a trade and, and you'll be okay type thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck education, just go and get yourself a trade because then you'll be making money straight away. Yeah. Um, whereas nowadays, I feel like it's, role reversal eh? everybody's like we must stick in a uh, college or university and stuff and then we'll get a job and yeah, yeah exactly I was I kind of um, I, I found that the older I got the more I realised that education was way more important than actually just earning money mm-hmm. um, like, knowledge is power yeah like come here at the end of the day we're all poor anyway you know like it's mm. where like the the trade trade business is 
right now, especially in, in today's uh, economy, is, is very poor. Yes. So, like, why not throw yourself into education and try to better yourself? Um, yeah, yeah. Like I say, knowledge is power. Eh? Like, the more you know, the the better position you can be in life. Yeah, and as you said, like a uh, better position in life, and not necessarily financially, but in uh, like your family home, your your relationships with your friends, your partner, your kids, yeah. and this is where. Uh, the type of stuff that I study and have delved into has really helped uh, me grow as a person, uh, grow as a friend, grow as a partner, uh, grow as a father, because I now understand the way the brain works and why people do the things that they do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something I should probably learn for myself. Uh, like I said to you earlier, I've been having a bit of a uh, hard time uh, Previous episodes, I've spoken a bit about mental health. Um, anybody that is having a bit of a hard time, you are welcome to message either of us. Uh, either of us are more than happy to speak to you. Uh, but right now, I'm actually going through a bit of a hard time myself. Um, and the reason I think I don't, I think I'm going through a harder time is the reason for it is I don't know why I'm going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will say to themselves like oh, I've not got this in life, I've not got that in life. I mean, I've got stuff, I'm happy. Like, I've got I've got my own house, I've got two amazing kids, I've got an amazing girlfriend, um, great great friends, got a great friend group, great family. Um, so why should I not be happy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think I need to learn more about myself for me to progress, if that makes sense. Yeah, if, if you can understand why you have the the thoughts that you have, uh, well, first off, if you can understand emotions and understand why you have emotions, like there's a thing called triggers and cues, and this is a big thing uh, within uh, life coaching and NLP coaching, and triggers and cues are basically things that uh, make you uh, feel a certain way. So let's let's take the example of let's say you're going out with a girl and you always met at a particular corner of a street and let's say you were heavily involved in this relationship you love the girl and or the man or whatever uh, gender you are and you break up with this person the relationship ends and you have to walk down that street every day and you get to that corner where you meet that person and you start to feel anxious. That's a trigger. So that's triggering you to feel a certain way because you're having a memory then of meeting that person at that corner. So that's trigger and a cue. And what that does is that causes you to feel a certain way. So, but not only places, but people causes to have triggers, food, causes to have trigger, triggers drugs alcohol nearly everything on the uh, outside can cause us to feel a certain emotion within our bodies and when you can realize that and learn that then you can take control of your emotions and then you can figure out is this good for me is this bad for me will i go down the street will i eat this certain food will i deal with this person will i stay up at this hour of the night, uh, should I watch these type of movies, should I listen to this type of music, this is all important. Yeah. 
So if you can understand that every single thing within our lives causes us to have an emotion, then we can start to be aware of what is causing us to feel bad. If you get me. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, it makes sense, yeah. It's like, so for argument's sake, say you're feeling bad, right? You you woke up and you just know yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you work on yourself? Where where do you go for it? Like, what's your first thought? Like, because see if I'm feeling bad, I nine times out of ten don't know what's wrong. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about me, so if I if I wake, I've I woke up maybe. I'd say it was probably two weeks ago I woke up I felt really shitty, really bad. And it was because I was out of sync. I wasn't doing the things that I would normally do, okay? So I would uh, I would exercise maybe four days a week. I would drink a lot of water. I'd eat fairly healthy. But two, three weeks ago, I wasn't exercising. I didn't get my exercise in. So straight away, my body thought there was something wrong. So my habit had been broken. Um, I wasn't eating properly because I wasn't exercising either. So I was eating more kind of sugary stuff, uh, rabbit sweets, whatever the kids were eating, all that type of stuff. So my body straight away was trying to deal with all those toxins that I was putting in. So uh, when you're eating, let's say, factory-made food, it's very hard on the body. So especially if you're used to eating natural foods. So I was doing that and then I was staying up late. I wasn't uh, getting to bed my normal time, so my sleep cycle was out, out of sync. And I remember waking up and I felt really crappy and shit. And I said, right, what's going on? And I, I literally sat with myself for five minutes and thought, okay, what's different? And when I figured it all out, I said, right, I had to get back on track with my exercise. I need to get back on track with my field. I need to get track, back on track with my sleep. Um, and once I'd done that, I started to feel like myself again. And most people that wake up and still start feeling shitty, something is out of sync. So, something yeah. that uh, has happened before, that was happening. That was happening before and that was making them feel uh, good or or happy isn't happening anymore. And it could be mm-hmm. the slightest thing. It could be that your sleep is out of sync. It could be that, um, let's say you had an argument with your partner or you had a bad day in work. Uh, and sometimes things linger on your mind without you knowing. But it's about sitting with yourself and figuring that out. And that's where kind of journaling is really good. So writing things down and figuring stuff out, you know? See, you're not the first person to speak to me about a journal. And I've never, ever thought about doing it. And see, recently, so uh, I got a notebook the other day. And I usually, so in the notebook, I've kind of written down when I've got people coming on for podcasts and stuff. But I'm actually tempted just to start writing, can know a, a book of what my days have been writing it what like if I was feeling bad and kind of explain to myself why I was feeling bad that day and kind of I, I can judge for there what's going on like um, over the last couple of weeks I felt myself becoming lower and lower uh, my mood uh, just not enjoying 
the things I enjoy in life. And that's when I knew something was up. So for there, it's like, you're at the bottom. Now, make your way back up to the top. Yeah, and that's, that's why writing is, is, is important because the thing about uh, journal is is that you're actually putting your thoughts out into the real world. So you're making your thoughts a reality where if you keep it in your head, they're just floating in the clouds and they yeah. can... It's like, putting, it's like putting your thoughts into a washing machine. You, you don't know what's going to come out. You know what I mean? You're, they're all over the place. And especially with negative thoughts, they can snowball and become bigger pretty fast. And the thing about human beings, we have this ability to uh, be able to, let's say, uh, think of an idea or a goal and plan ahead. But we get confused with that. We we actually start trying to predict the future. So instead of actually uh, planning ahead, we start predicting what's going to happen. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we predict that it's going to be bad because fear fear yeah. creeps in. And all fear is is, is basically uh, an emotion that is trying to keep us safe from making ourselves look fucking stupid. And because of let's say, something that happened when we were younger. So let's say a teacher turned around and said, you're a fucking idiot. Or um, your mom and dad fucking pulled you on something and you felt really embarrassed about it. Not not their fault or anything, but these things happen within in your life and they become triggers and emotions and they stick in the back of your brain. So when you start trying to, let's say, predict the future and you say, right, I want to do this, I want to do that, but then you hear that little voice in the back of your head saying, no, you're a fucking idiot. You can't do that. You're not able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's just the, the voice in the back of your head trying to keep you safe from feeling that emotion that you had as a kid of, let's say, someone saying that you're an idiot. You can't do that. So yeah, it's all about conquering that. And that's how journaling can help because you can write it down and you can do step-by-step step of, let's say, things you want to achieve and you should always make things small like small achievable goals so let's say you want to save some money like let's say start open up a, a bank account and put 20 pounds into that bank account every week that's achievable well if you say if you yeah. go on that i want to put 200 pounds every single week i'm not going to m- miss it that might not be so achievable and if you miss a week Put you off balance, and you're more than likely not going to do it then. But if you make the goals achievable and small, and you if you write them down, and if you tick them off each week in your journal, you're making it real. Then it's not just in your head. You're not just saying, "Oh yeah, well done, you did that." But you're actually seeing the progress in front of you, and that's the power of journal. The the, the actual uh, realness in front of you. If you get what, yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Like, it's 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 in black and white right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Then there's no. What I get when when I'm de- dealing with, uh, with clients, what I do is the very first phone call we we do, I write, I get them to go away and write how you feel and why you want to start a fitness plan or why do you want to change your life or why do you want to start eating healthy. 
and it's ninety nine point fucking one percent that something else other than just they want to lose weight. It's either someone said something to them or they have a wedding and they want they don't want to be embarrassed or and what you do is you you figure yourself out when you're writing that stuff down. But then you can mm-hmm. come back to it in a couple of weeks time and let's say someone has lost six, seven pounds and they have lots of energy and they're sleeping well and someone let's say said, Hey Sandra, you look great. Are you working out? And if you write that down and then compare it to the fourth day, a lot of the times it's so uplifting for that person to see that. Like, but they would never have thought of that if they just delved straight into the fitness plan and just done the thing that they're supposed to be doing and lose the weight and all that stuff. They never think of why they done it in the fourth place. So when they get to actually look back and say, oh shit, I was feeling really crappy four weeks ago. But now I feel really good. Right, because people are complimenting you straight away. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I'm doing something better for myself here and it's working. Yeah, and that, well, yeah. And people are noticing. Well, like, you have an actual journal of it rather than someone mm-hmm. just making a comment and then you walking away and that comment is gone. But if you write that down, if you write down the date and so-and-so said this to me, it's there. It's forever there and you can always look at it. Mm-hmm. I know that's that's a total great idea. Uh, what I'll probably do is after after we've recorded this, I'll probably give a message me and maybe talk through this a bit myself. Might actually give us a bash, and you can kind of give me a couple of examples and stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's like what we were talking about when you were saying you used to do the boxing and stuff. Like it's, and there's another thing like that's something that you used to do and it was a habit. Now you don't do it anymore. Yeah, I actually really really miss it, eh? and it's. You see guys and even girls coming up nowadays and they're young and they're turning professional at an early age and they're doing so well for themselves. And it's like, I was too busy chasing something else to be properly, like, get properly back involved with it. Whereas now I kind of wish I stuck to it. But then again, like, boxing gyms that are shut now. But I think I should make a point in going back to something like that, uh, even if it's no boxing, but something that I can focus on and properly get my my teeth into um and keep me occupied because as my full life I've literally had like I said to you earlier, I was working, I was at college and then I went for working part time to be in college full time. Um and then I got an apprenticeship. So I was working and then I was week release at college. And then once that was finished it was like my focus I had nothing to properly focus on. Um, obviously, I still focus on my kids and my family, and but I need something that's that can take my focus. Like the podcast, I love doing the yeah. podcasts, but this is like I've said before. This is just I speak about anything and everything, and a lot of the audience I have genuinely go through different stuff, um, and. A lot of, I've had a lot of people message me and say, say like, Ken, thanks for talking about this because now I know that I'm, no mis- I'm not alone. There's other people out there. And, and that's kind of, it's always good to hear the messages. And it's, it's the same for yourself. Like, people will probably listen to you right now and I'll be thinking, what a great accent he's got. <laughs> and, uh, and then Pete will be sitting in the background saying, 
my my, my accent's better than his. <laughs> but no, it's a a lot of people Peace. are drawn in. Peace and they'll be listening to you, and they'll. Pete's accent is mental. He's brilliant. It's so strong. Uh, he spoke to my oldest son on the phone uh, two weeks ago, a week ago, and uh, Pete was speaking away to me. He was like, he always says, "All right, buddy, how are you doing?" And uh, my oldest turned and says to him, "I'm speaking Scottish. I don't know what language you're speaking." <laughs> 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 you might, yeah, I might sort of call him Fishy next time. Oh well, he'll probably be listening uh, to this and he'll be calling us all the names uh, under the sun. The salmon, the salmon of knowledge. <laughs> no, no, he's an intelligent man. He's a good man, but we can't we can't be blowing no, smoke no, up his no. ass because we will be loving El- it. Omega El- El- Moist. Um, That's it. The see see the many people that message me after the podcast with him and just says that he was funny and he is funny. There's no taking that away from him. Don't say that now, <laughs> Jesus. <What's> <laughs> I'll crop, I'll crop that bit out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, come here, see you're yeah, going back and talking about the boxing and stuff like that, and then uh, obviously you had to deal with, like, college and, and then your father and, and a partner. and Like, like it sounds like a little bit like that. There is a bit of regret there, and obviously we all have regrets and we all uh, go through things and we probably don't sometimes we feel like we don't we're not where we were supposed to be and I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that myself we i done karate for years with my father and, and uh, I was so close to becoming a black belt and I, I gave it all up for bills I went drinking with my friends and, and I didn't want to go train anymore and stuff like that and then I became like this big massive UFC fan and I loved MMA and stuff. And I, I love the UFC, so man. UFC, UFC. Uh, and on top of it, we've got some great Scottish fighters like Stevie Ray, uh, Paul Craig, uh, Robert Whiteford, and then upcoming guys, uh, people who you're going to see in the UFC like Chris Duncan. And, Chris Duncan's in Bellator at the moment. but And then obviously Ireland, you've got uh, you've, you've got some uh, big names there. <laughs> we won't we mention them. You have got a lot of good well, names that, up there. That's one thing I did. Um, I, I always regret it, though. You know, I kind of look back and say, I should have fucking stuck that out, man. You know what I mean? I could, I could, I could have been really yeah. good at it. Look, I was good at it at the time. And, but like that, it's natural to have regrets. And be kind of sad for those regrets, but uh, sometimes, like, see for argument's sake, if you sit there now and you look back a year ago and you see where you were before, and you you think to yourself, over the weeks of a year, you feel like you're not making any progress. But when you turn look turn around and look in a year's time, can the progress you've made? Is usually mm. phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, two years ago, I was sitting in my my mum and dad's house. That's yeah. where I lived. And um, probably finished, what time is it now? I'd probably get ready to go to my bed for my work in the morning. And that was, that was like, my life. Whereas now, it's 10 past 11. Um, my sons are sleeping. Um, 
I'm just sitting in my, my own house again enjoying myself. So it's when you look at that kind of perspective, you do make progress every single day, whether it's massive bits of progress or tiny bits, but they wee bits add up. Yeah, that's what I was saying about like small achievable goals. And every single person should be aiming to better themselves every day. And it doesn't have to be uh, massive. Like, as I said, like, you can start it off with, like, uh, like tomorrow, drink two litres of water and eat some fruit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be, uh, become fucking Elon Musk. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's small achievable goals. Like, or tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, when I go to work, I'm going to ring my partner at 12 o'clock and tell her that I love her. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but like, that's like, there are things that you can do. Like, and there are things that maybe some people don't do. And they, let's say, are in a really unhappy place uh, within the relationship and they don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, and they wonder why they're feeling so low or they're feeling down or they feel like uh, they don't have a connection with, let's say, their partner or their friends. But you have to, you have to make the effort. Like, like tomorrow, like, uh, I'll ring Peter and tell him I love him. But, like, and that's, like, mm-hmm. that's me making the effort to do that. I'm going to have to fucking ring him now and tell him I love him. Or then. Oh, you're going to have to do it now. It's, it's, it's recorded, like, so there's no to about it. But, like, <laughs> that's, like, that's something that's achievable. And anybody that's sitting there and struggling and stuff like that, you should set yourself out to, to do things like that. Like, reach out because you'll be surprised what you get back. Like, because a lot of times people feel lonely or feel sad or feel upset about the situation that they're in and they feel like they have no one to turn to. But if you actually make the, the call first, uh, you'll be surprised. You know what I mean? It's like when you say, if you meet a friend and say, Jesus, you look really well, you'd be surprised what they say back to you. Like, they could turn around and say, Jesus, you look great too. Or you look good, or whatever, and like compliments compliment each other, and if you do nice things, nice things will happen. And it's all about um, yeah. Look, it's it's like the saying like positivity spreads positivity, and it's so true. Like negativity spreads negativity as well. So if you're feeling really shit about yourself, if you're feeling really down, eventually those around you are gonna feel that way too, and it's gonna make it worse. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, like, eh, like I've worked in places that there's positive people, but there's too many negative people to keep a positive mm-hmm. vibe. Um, and it's your negativity pollutes the air, and sometimes it spreads to you, and you take that home with you, and you pass that off to your home life, and that's. It's workplaces the now like understandably everything that's gone on a lot of people are negative with mm-hmm. everything because they're not getting to enjoy the things in life so it's like you're taking the weekend off so you work you work your Monday to Friday or whatever shifts you do and then the weekend comes you can't go and spend your money on taking the kids out to the the cinema or can, you're, you're limited, so people aren't getting to enjoy their time off, so they're getting annoyed. And throughout this full thing, like a lot of people have been arguing with their partners and 
argument with a friend. I mean, there's so many people who, like, friend groups. I've noticed even on Facebook, like, the amount of arguing between friends, uh, family and partners, all because everybody's just kind of stuck together. And there's not much to talk about anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a tough one, you know. It's, it is hard. Like, and, like, everybody has different views on, on the whole situation. Like, where... I would say I I thrived on the whole lockdown. Like I I came out I came out not say it on on the good end because it's not over yet. Um, but I, I certainly I kind of I taught myself at the very start. Do I need? Did I need all the things that I had? Realistically, and I sat down and really thought about it. Did I need the pub? Did I need the cinema? Did I need um, the zoo? Did I need all these? Did I really need all these things? And the answer I got back was no, because I have my kids, I have my partner, and I have my health. And I strive, I always strive towards, like, obviously my health because I'm, I'm so into fitness and stuff like that. But then also... I try to create a better bond with my partner because we're friends as well as uh, obviously. Uh, oh, 100%. Like your partner should be one of your best friends, Karen. Definitely. And then another thing is I kind of thought as well of with my kids as well. I always I remember uh, Matthew McConaughey said this actually uh, the best thing you can do for your kids is show them that you love them more. And that kind of stuck with me and I was like, right, that I'm gonna show my kids like how to love. And and that's been mm-hmm. my probably my my drive the past two years, especially since we had the little one. We had we had a Callie, she's two, she was two in January, and um since she came along, hundred percent that was my kind of goal. And I just wanna show the girls that that like that dad loves their mom and that uh, this is the way that it should be because especially with girls I think um, yeah. they should know that this is how a man should love a woman or yeah I, that's, I totally agree with that it's like earlier on uh, Zoe came up and she was giving me a kiss and a cuddle and stuff and we were cuddling and, and my youngest sat there and he turned around and looked at us and he was just smiling and straight away he gets the green eyes and he comes there and he, he kisses both ears, cuddles both ears. And, like, he knows that, like, mm. we all love each other. And the way he looks at his big brother, honestly, it's amazing. Like, it makes me proud yeah. to be a dad when you see both of them together. I mean, my oldest sometimes can't be bothered by him because yeah. he's one. My oldest is trying to watch the, watch the TV or play games and... And my youngest is like, oh, let's break this uh, <laughs> game board or whatever they're playing. But the way the weekend looks at them, it's just, yeah. it's fantastic. And like, I, when I leave the house, it doesn't matter where I'm going, I tell everybody in my house that I love them. Um, every time I go abroad, I always phone yeah. my mum to say that I love her. Because you, your family need to know that you love them, you know what I mean? You don't need to express it all the time, but at least telling them, like, so that they know 
again, it's 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 a good feeling as well, like knowing that you're in a, in a love family. Look, to, be a, to be honest, now as well, as you said about the whole uh, pandemic and and the situation that we're in, like that's your bubble. Like it, it it's not sneaking mm-hmm. off to play five side with boys anymore or going with a sneaky point with the lads or um. Some for some people even work. Some people have to work from home. Like you need, it's up to yeah. you to create that space. And but I always say that as well to people like and clients and stuff like that. You have to be the light. You have to be the thing that people want to gravitate towards. You don't want to be the thing that pushes people away. You need to be uh, the positivity within the room. Uh, and when someone else is, let's say, being negative or is in a bad state, uh, try your best to uplift them. Try your best to be there for them. Try your best to uh, be that shoulder to lean on. But don't get me wrong. That's not to say that you're not allowed to have bad days yourself. Or, But always check in with yourself and say, why am I feeling this way? Or why am I feeling negative today? We should really be setting an example. And... I think that you kind of have to be another thing we say to, to some clients is you're, you're the hero in your own movie. Like you get to create your character. You're the writer and director and the producer of your own character. You are in control. Realistically, you're in control of what you do every single day. So it's down to you what way your life wants to span out or what way your days are going to be because you are in control. Yeah, 100%. And then it comes to, like, once again, it's like, you see, but, like, one of my friends, a good friend of mine, um, he had kidney failure. His kidney stopped working. So he had to get dialysis. And he got a new kidney. Somebody uh, donated a kidney. He got this new kidney. And then his body rejected it, so it stopped mm-hmm. working. And it wasn't that long ago he messaged me to make sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy, why are you checking I'm all right when can you, I should be checking if you're all right. That, and that's like, like, that's obviously, it's a great way to be and stuff like that as well. And I think a lot of times when people are going through shit like that as well, it's that realisation that, that, Life is short and, and shit things do happen, but mm-hmm. that check in that uh, like checking in with other people and kind of making sure other people are okay. Like that is part of uh, some people's nature and it's a great nature to have, you know. Mm-hmm. But like that it, it can be tough. Like if you if you aren't like that in nature, it doesn't mean that you can't you can't change. Everybody yeah. everybody can change, everybody has the power to change. And that's another thing. Like, there's, look, I know lots of people that are stuck in their ways, uh, and probably will never change. But they're probably, uh, they just refuse to change. That doesn't mean that they can't change. Yeah, it's it's, it's the difference between like accepting to change, or just not wanting to. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, we cannot. We all grow. We're not. Nobody's the same as they were last year. You know what I mean? It's we all become either 
either more self-absorbed or more outgoing. There's only two ways of doing it, you know. It's either become more inwards or you, you, you become more outwards. You know what I mean? You're either an innie or an outie. Very bon. You could you couldn't have put it any better. <laughs> so what's a what's your next plan? Like where do you where are you gonna go for here? What's your what what do you want to do next? I was, t- I was talking to a friend about this the other day actually I know this guy, right? I'm gonna mention his name, Andrew Daly, and he's uh, he's another fitness uh guy, he's a fitness tutor, he works for Google and this guy's super fucking smart and uh like he's done all the degrees and stuff like that. I was telling him he's a really good friend of mine and I was chatting to him and he was like he he knows what he wants to do and he was like right I have this goal and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna I'm gonna get there and all this stuff and he said to me what do you want to do and I said Andrew I haven't a fucking clue and he kind of laughed he said what and I was like I'm just riding the wave like I'm just I'm doing my courses I'm educating self educating myself I'm coaching people. Um, I'm trying my best for my family. I'm trying to be trying to be happy. I'm trying to be a good dad. I'm trying to be a good partner. And I'm also trying to kind of inspire people to be better and more positive and feel good and be happy. Um, I'm trying to be a good friend. I'm trying to be funny. You'll, you'll talk to people. He'll tell you I'm an absolute lunatic uh, off-air. I try to be professional here, but I'm, I'm not so professional in real life. Honestly, it's your best policy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, like, I, I honestly don't know where I'm kind of going. I don't know where this is going to lead me. I'm a bit like the coronavirus. So I don't know what the fuck's happening. Um, I, I'm, just, what an yeah, I'm just trying to be the best version I can be. Every single day, I take I'm taking every day as it is. You know, I mean, I, I wake up and I do the things that I know are gonna make me feel good. I do the things that I know are gonna make me a better dad. I, I do the things that I know that are gonna make my partner happy. And like, I won't always get it right. Like, I'll piss people off. I'll upset the kids. I'll upset myself. But I'm only human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I understand that really. Like you cannot. It doesn't matter how hard you try, you can't please everybody. No, and you never get it right all the time. Oh no! You think you're doing something good, and then when you present it to whoever, and they're like, "What are you doing that for?" Yeah. You're like, I, I, I sort of kind of thought it was doing a nice thing, and it's it's just not like that, eh? Yeah, and it's like, and then some people won't understand stand you. Like, like a lot of people don't understand me when it comes to this type of stuff, like doing podcasts or uh, coaching, or and that's okay. I don't want everybody to understand me, and, and because I understand myself, and I think if you can learn to be aware of your own thoughts and be aware of your own emotions and be aware of who you want to be, um day by day and that's all that matters you know what I mean Those, nothing else in reality really matters it's just once you're happy within your within your own uh, mind because everything else is the matrix 
Yeah, I think like getting your mind correctly first, and your body will follow. Yeah, I was, I was, I'd say, I was pretty depressed for about eight years, and that sounds like a long time, but those eight years fucking flew in, man. And like I lived, I, I lived each day kind of. Well, I lived for the weekend. I kind of I was I was drinking, you no know, drugs, friends, just out every weekend. Look, I was I was single. I was trying to get laid. I was just, but I wasn't happy. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I was I was doing I was training. I was going to the gym and stuff, but I was abusing my body the weekends. And they went, my body was never re- recovering, and. It wasn't until I went to college and learned how my body worked and, and how my how my blood worked and how my heart and my lungs and my brain and and then I started to look at myself properly and and then I, I met my partner and obviously fell in love and one of my priorities changed and then we had the baby, a six year old. And then obviously dad mog came in. And then we went through a hard time, the fourth year. New mom and dad, young, didn't have a fucking clue what we were doing. Hated each other, killed each other, done all that shit. We grew and, and, and learned from the mistakes that we made. And Like, to say that, like, to start this podcast off, nobody probably would have thought you said that, would say any of the, those things. But that's just reality. It's mm-hmm. the truth. We all go through shit. We all have to learn. You don't just wake up one day and become a fucking physical coach or a, an NLP coach or a, a life coach. Like you have to go through life in order to get to where I'm at. Aye, there's no book on life. There's no life is what you make it, and uh, it just comes into how. How you drive your ship, you know what I mean? Hundred percent, and then and then recognizing if your ship is broken or not. Like some people, some people yeah. drive a broken ship for for many many years until it's uh, crashed into the ground and it's gone. Like you have to recognize if something is broken, and you need to try your best to fix it. And I, I was I was lucky, you know, like looking back now, like and and people, some people would. Some people would look and say, "Jesus, you, you and your, you and your partner, like, would say they never fought." You know what I mean, but like we all we went through our own shit, like, and but now we're like stronger than ever, like, like she's my best fucking friend, and I would never try it out for anybody. But I said, they look after you, even when even when they're annoyed at you, Karen. Uh, just we hangs the day for you and. It's good to hear your partner behind you because you know when you're going through a tough time that that's somebody you can rely on. A hundred percent. And then it's quite funny, like me and my partner's relationship, it, it's fucking, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And like friends and stuff like that would look and laugh like because I would come out and I'd, do, I'd put up like a motivational quote or something and she'd be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know what I mean? But it's that... Uh, <laughs> Typical Irish banter, you know. It's it's she she oh, it to give me any gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, 
that's it. Zoe calls me arrogant all the time because I love myself sometimes. And I was like, well, you've got to start loving oh, yourself yeah, sometimes. So I got to write a, I got to write a, an article for the clothing company there during the week. And uh, when it, it got published on Monday, and she, lo- and she liked it on Facebook, and I was like, no way. <laughs> she actually liked it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so it's, it's, look, come here. That's the other thing. Like, a, lot of, a lot of people want their parents to blow smoke up their ass, but you're better off not having the, you're better off having, having the banter. And, and when they do when they do eventually blow a little bit of smoke up your ass, then you'll fucking appreciate it even more. Well, that's it. I, I actually wrote... So Zoe had left her phone sitting for two seconds this morning, so I grabbed her phone and I wrote on her Facebook, never risk a fart. Right, and uh, Pete will be sitting there laughing his head off the now because there's a story be- behind that, and it doesn't even include Zoe. It's actually just me, and I'll tell you this story when we come <laughs> off the phone. <laughs> when we come off the podcast. So I, uh, I, I wrote that, and it's like any normal person would just delete it, but Zoe leaves it up, enjoys the humour, and she just wrote under it, "Liam, you're an <laughs> asshole." Also, anybody that's just listening in and didn't know, uh, my actual first name is there Liam. <laughs> he said uh, it's it's pronounced Lamb. <laughs> He's at it. He's at it. He was he was telling me he did. That's like when I says to you, "Is it Mick or Mike?" And uh, Pete kept saying to me, "It's Mike." And I was like, "Is it? Is it? Is it Mick? Is it Mike?" And that's what I just said to you. Is it Mick or Mike? Mick. 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 No, it's Mick. Mick. So I, I knew. It's like. Mick, have you ever seen that film, Mickey Bo and Me, by the oh, way? It's oh, based yeah. in Ireland. That was about me. That's a brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant film. Here's a recommendation to everybody that's uh, that's listening. Hopefully, he's listening. Uh, it can't be the, the greatest Irish film of all time, though. Braveheart. What the fuck? Have you, have you watched fucking Braveheart? Three million times. So good. Oh, it's the Battle of Stirling Bridge and in the background you can see a Ford Transit drive past. I'm giggling that. <laughs> yeah, just write Ford Transit uh, Braveheart and you'll see it. Transit van. Bold as anything. Um... They've they've just went they went horseback all the way up for, uh, wherever to the Stirling Bridge, and there's a transit oh, van just driving by them. It's like that. It's like that thing where you ever watch um, like how movies sort of really ended. It's like like Lord of the Rings. Why didn't they just use that big fucking eagle to fly the ring into the volcano at start? I uh, wait. Uh, that that's it baffles me, and it's just like trying to keep what other film. But X Men, X Men had so many, or even Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter was like he was right next to Voldemort to start with. He should have just set about him like a tramp eating chips, but no. What he did was played about with him, 
for eight films. <laughs> it was known, man. There's so many fucking movies like that, man. Can I always point out like stuff that happens in films, like see the the mishaps or the blips or stuff, and it's like my brain registers them straight away, and I point them out, and Zoe always says to me, "Oh, did you need to say that?" Because I can't. Are you like, are you like Homer Simpson when you're in the cinema, like sat down on the screen? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. the screen. That's, that's the best way to be. That's the best way to be. But uh, what all days we'll wrap this up here. I totally appreciate you yeah, coming on today. After all our technical um, difficulties. <laughs> technical difficulties. But I also think that we should have another episode. Me, you, and Mr. Fancy Face Pete. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um also people that listened last last week, um I had put up a post I had said to you all about uh my friend Davy Webster, his son with has leukemia. Yeah. Uh, Davy was Davy was sharing, shaving his beard for uh, the Glasgow Sick Kids Hospital, and he managed to raise nineteen hundred and fifty pounds. So anybody that donated from the podcast, I Amazing. totally appreciate it. Anybody that went on just to have a look and have a look at the story for we Ollie, once again, I appreciate Thank it. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to finish off. Um, Katie Sanderson, so that's Anderson with an S, has got a wee song for us. So it's going to play just after this. But Mick, thank you once again. It's been a pleasure. You take it easy and uh, stay safe. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. A mile and a half on the bus takes a long time. The older of old present food takes a long time to pass you by. Day upon day of us wandering gets you down Nobody gives you a chance or a dollar in this old town Hovering silence from you is a giveaway Squirreling smoke's not your style I don't like this place that we better go Then I compare notes with your older sister I am a lazy get, she is as pure as the cold driven snow What did you learn from your time in the solitary cell? Have your mind there were noises, distractions from anything good And the old prison food Calling my life with the chaos and trouble Cause anything's better than poor isolation And I miss the bus You were laid on your back with a boy from the Arab Strath With the boy from the Arab Strath It's something to speak of the way you are feeling to cross the assemble, do you ever feel that you've gone too far? Everyone suffers in silence a burden The man who drives many cabs down in Old Compton The Asian man With his love-hate affair, with his racist clientele
A central location for you is a must as you stagger about like and free with your lewd and lascivious post. soft cause we've all seen you dancing we all know your heart cause we've all seen you drinking from noon until noon again you're the boy with the filthy laugh you're the boy with the Arab Drop to the table with stoots from the shelter shop Comic celebrity takes a back seat as the cigarette catches And sets off the smoke alarm What do you make of the cool set in London? You're constantly updating your hit parades of your ten biggest wags She's a waitress and she's got style Sunday bath time could take a while